0: Welcome to episode 15 of the CoinPress Podcast. I'm Luke Willis. Today I'm joined by Snack Cole of LearnWeb3DAO. Welcome, Snack.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, glad to have you. So today we're talking about educating developers about blockchain. Uh, so this is a, a topic near and dear to my heart as a developer. Um, I love what you're doing with Learn Web3DAO. Um, I'm curious if you could just give some background about yourself. Uh, how you got involved with the DAO, um, how it came to be, kind of some of the history there.
1: That's good. Um, hey, everyone. So I go by the name Snoopy's on Discord and on Twitter, but my real name is Sne. Um, I started in the blockchain space about three to four years ago, and I guess my first uh, job in Web3 was um, at MetaMask uh it's an ethereum ethereum wallet uh, one of the most commonly one uh, commonly used ones and I guess I got motivated into this space by looking the amount looking at the amount of work the team there at MetaMask was doing um everybody there really motivated me and since then like I've been in the space uh and have uh, tried to make and contribute as much as possible uh my affiliation with learn Retree Dow Um, I guess I'm the co-founder. So yeah, um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I co-founded the company with Hardik and Casey, um, as you guys might know. And how we started was essentially that, um, as you know, like I was in the space for three, four years now, but there weren't any resources, good resources back then. We had to go through the documentation, which was also not... um, I guess, you know, it's very hard uh, to understand. And also, it wasn't very worst. Uh, again, there were resources, but they were really scattered out. So there was no single platform where you can actually go from a beginner to actually really senior level. So we at Learn Web3DAO decided that we need a roadmap for Web3 developers so that they can start from very beginning, like even like basic HTML JavaScript That's how simple they have to start to actually finding out bugs in the smart contracts or finding security vulnerabilities. So a whole roadmap wasn't existing in this space. There was no one single company which had a complete roadmap. And that's how we decided we want to start Learn Web Feedout.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And I love the way you, you've broken it out. You have um, the freshman track, sophomore and uh, juniors out now, and I believe you're still working on the senior track um, where most of the other education tools and uh, things that are available now seem to focus on like one specific part, right. Mm-hmm. Where I, I think kind of the, the secret sauce of, of learn web three though is that you do take people through the whole gamut of what they need to know so it's a really it's a great resource appreciate all the work you're doing there
1: yeah that that was our ideology like not to like you know because there are some companies who are only teaching you nfts there are some companies who are only teaching you defi or they're only teaching you the senior stuff or only the beginner stuff but where do i go to learn everything right learn everything in a structured way um that's where we came in yeah you are great
0: yeah so um i talk about blockchain accessibility a lot on here on this podcast and i think the thing that attracted me to to what you're doing with learn web 3 dao is the fact that it's very accessible right if i'm coming in i don't really know where to start freshman track is is a great resource I, i can get right in and um even if even as somebody who's maybe been in the space a while and understands a lot there may be some things in there that you missed along the way, a couple fundamentals. Um, so it's a great, it's a great way to just really understand the breadth of the space, but without being overwhelming. And I think that's a, that's a hard balance to pull off. Um, so breaking it up into the tracks I think was a really smart move. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, the, the, the founding team must have a pretty good understanding of accessibility of learning in, inherently. Um, so I'm just curious for, for you and, and for the group, um, if I'm looking at learning Web3 and uh, I'm coming to learn Web3 DAO or any other resource, because there's so much to tackle, how do you, <laughs> how do you think about accessibility of learning resources what's really the the motivation for the way you put it out there or um i don't know maybe it's not quite that well defined maybe i'm overthinking it
1: yeah um i think accessibility is one very very important topic in blockchain according to me because again as you said like blockchain is about decentralization right Um, And decentralization involves a lot of things, right? It involves uh, different time zones, different kinds of people speaking speaking different kinds of languages, um, people in different, you know, work, um, having different work-life balance in different fields. Like, there's so many things that you have to take into consideration when you're focusing on globalization, decentralization. And... Accessibility, like how we see it at Learn Web Free, DAO was we want to make this free. Uh, we want to make the course free so that it's not only accessible to people who can afford to pay, like you know, thousands of dollars, but also to people who are, you know, across the world in still developing countries. Um, that was one major step we took for accessibility. That um, Web Free is for all, and that's why we need to make sure that students don't pay any fees for taking the course. I think the second accessibility thing that we did was making these courses, um, you know, like self-paced. So you don't have to join a cohort, because problems with joining a cohort are that you might not be available during that time. Some people prefer studying at night, some people, like, there's one student um, in our DAO, he's a nurse, so he's working like 12 hours a day. And you don't expect him to be like, you know, come at this time from this day. Like, that's not possible for lots of people. And also, like, all across the world, everybody's living in different time zones. So making the course self-paced was another thing we did for accessibility. And um, we are trying to, like, add different languages. Um, So that is one thing we want to do so that... People who don't understand English can also learn Web3 in other languages. Um, and most of the documentation is in Web3, but there are many people who don't understand English very well, so they don't understand like, what the function is really doing. So changing the site to have support multiple languages is also something we want to do um, in the near future.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I, definitely uh, globalization of the content is going to be important, right? Um, I think um, starting with English was probably the right choice, given the majority of technical content that's out there is in English. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of demand for, uh, for other languages as well. So that's awesome to hear. That's on the roadmap. Um, so you mentioned having no fees, which is awesome. Um, that's definitely important for uh, making the material accessible to people who maybe aren't in America, <laughs> working with mm-hmm. uh, USD and, um, you know, higher salaries than a lot of the rest of the world. Um, so I'm curious, it's, uh, it's tricky with Ethereum, right? Because a lot of the course centers around building on Ethereum. Um, there's gas fees involved in deploying your app and using it. And um, I'm, I'm curious how you work around
1: that from an accessibility goal? Oh, yeah. Um, so all our courses are taught on test nets, which require like zero costs. Um, everything is free, um, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's totally free. Um, everything is on test net and it mimics everything that's happening on ETH So students ha- don't have to worry about getting experience with ETH um because that's where testnet
0: software sure yeah i I think that's a good that's a good point um i think it's just hard for people to to go through testnet and then hit that wall of well i built this app but now (laughs) now i can't deploy it uh, because of cost reasons so um, i don't know it would be cool if uh i don't know down the line if you had uh, if you introduced alternatives I don't know if you are I haven't worked through the the junior track yet, or if you're introducing uh alternative l ones or l two or
1: oh um, yeah 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 we things. we have we have introduced layer twos in our junior two uh, track, so people can now learn how to deploy on layer twos using polygon and stuff where the cost is like down to two dollars or even less than that for deploying a smart contract We have yeah. done that in, on the junior track for sure yeah that's that's a necessity in the space now
0: yeah absolutely. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Um, All right. So I'm curious then. Now that we've worked through uh, developers getting into the space and being able to access the content for free, learning well, uh, what what do you see is really the biggest roadblock for for developers that are learning in the space today?
1: I think the biggest roadblock... Uh, even for me and even for, like, I know many developers who are still trying to get into Web3 is they don't understand what's the use of Web3. They don't understand why Web3. Um, Because, like, if you see, the tech is very similar. So there's JavaScript and languages that we learn every day. Yeah, there's additional solidity, but if you know object-oriented programming, it's not that hard for you to learn. But I feel like the biggest... um, Problem people have is understanding why Web3 because they see NFTs, they see scams, they see like people getting rugged, they see like you know ICOs, they see tokens which don't have any value. So they they they're not able to understand or see the future uh, where 3 lies for them. And until and understand uh, unless you understand what the space is about, what the space is trying to do, you can't really get in because you your heart won't be in this in the correct place right. like people go into ai because they believe in ai they believe that ai is going to rule the world or whatever but they if they don't see the same thing for web 3 um i feel like that's the biggest barrier and that's why developers don't want to go all in
0: yeah that's interesting i think that's a really good point there's definitely a um <laughs> i don't want to say it's just just like a marketing problem but there's definitely. Um, a lot of because of the scams and the fact that it's all tied up with money, uh, it maybe leaves a bad taste in some developers' mouths from the outside. So I can see that. Um, so then uh, we could talk about this for probably the whole episode here, but I'm curious, if, from your perspective, what is that why for Web3? Why does it matter? Why is it going to change the world? Why? Yeah. <laughs>
1: well why is because it is better than web 2 um so there was web 1 so web 1 was good but it had its own problems then came web 2 which like you know introduced us to the cloud ecosystem introduced us to like so many other things but web 3 is the next step towards the web um it's more secure it's more decentralized it's not dependent on ser- centralized servers so it is the next step Towards the web, so like we all know, like internet also started um, on a bad note, um, um, and Bitcoin and everything also started on a bad note. That people say that the only use case for Bitcoin is through black market or something, um, but you know you need to see beyond it. Internet, internet also had a bad reputation. Similarly, like web three is in its early stages where it has the bad reputation, but. People have to start thinking of Web3 as the next version of Web. Uh, it's the next new version, and that's the why. The why is that it's going to be more secure. Think of it like a new upgrade to your phone, right? The new version is definitely better. It has more features, more advances, and yeah, when you understand what's the underlying benefits it has, um, like security and decentralization, you see that it's inevitable that. Web 2 has to shift to Web
0: 3. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm in this space, so I, I, I get it and I, I understand why that is and why that matters. Um, personally, I don't think that Web 3 is going to outright replace Web 2. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be additive. Like, what we'll see, mm-hmm. at least for a long time, kind of both camps. Um, and I, I don't know how long it'll take before Web3 becomes the dominant force. Obviously, it's, you can't predict the future of these things. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I think that you're right. Um, decentralization is kind of the, the poster word for Web3. Uh, and that's, it, it's kind of a loaded term. If you're not already using decentralization or centralization uh, in your day-to-day life, um, it can be hard to really wrap your head around that.
1: Yeah, like um, even like Web2 had the features from Web1. Um, it's not like it's going to completely replace it. And, I'm, I, and I totally agree with what you say. Like Web3 is not going to be used in every, like all the Web3 features are not going to be used in everything, but it's all obviously going to take the good parts out of Web2, but it's going to add its own flavor on top of Web2. And that's what Web3 is about.
0: Yeah, agreed. So, um, so that's an interesting angle. I think I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking you were going to go with the why angle on that one. I was expecting something a little bit more tactical. Uh, <laughs> but I'm curious now uh, that, we've, that we've nailed that down, what is, what's really the best way to reduce that, that barrier of understanding for, for the next batch of developers coming into the space? Um, like, I guess the, the challenge is people coming to you, like, by the time they get to learn Web3 DAO, they're already in it. They, they are excited about Web3, right? So they understand why. But how do we go out and we meet developers where they are today and explain it in a way that's um, something they can understand and appreciate and really understand that why?
1: Um. I guess, like, how we can explain them is, like, you know, how co- countries like Canada or Russia, what they're trying to do with them, right? Like, they're trying to, like, close their bank accounts. They're trying to put restrictions on them. So, like, by pointing out the problems these governments and centralized companies are doing, like, for example, Facebook is misusing their data for their own benefit. Uh, if you point the problems that Web2 already has, they can see, like, people can still transfer Bitcoin, but they can't transfer money out and from their bank account. So they see the benefits uh, Web3 has. And yeah, that's how you motivate Web2 developers to come into Web3, by pointing them out the problems that already exist in the world and they can see and relate to, and then giving them a solution. And that's going to be Web3.
0: Awesome. So... What's next for for Learn Web Three DAO? Then, do you have a, a roadmap beyond you know finishing up the senior track and uh, getting the materials all put together? What's uh What's next for for your group?
1: We have lots of things planned. Um, I guess one is definitely introducing. So this was like kind of a breadth track. So you go from freshman to senior, but there are some topics that. Uh, people want to go into depth. So, like, somebody found DeFi interesting. So, they want to learn about more like liquidity providers or other like um, concepts in DeFi. So, we're going to have depth tracks on DeFi and FTs and layer ones or layer twos or Solana or near like many things that students might be interested in now that they have discovered the breadth of Web3. And, yeah, that's going to be one of the things that we're going to be working on. Then, obviously, we're going to try to make our DAO an actual DAO. So have introduced decentralization into our DAO. Um, And we're also looking into hackathons um, and ways to build the community as such. That's what we have planned for the next few months.
0: Very cool. Um, So beyond that, I'm curious. uh, You're all doing this... You know, you're not getting paid by anybody. So how, uh, how are you going to sustain the, the, the involvement for the long term? Is this just something you're going to do as charity to the community and um, just get back from being part of a great community that you're building? Or is this something where you're going to monetize it in some way down the line?
1: Um, Right now, uh, what we're actually doing is asking for grants. So like uh, public goods have grant programs. Um, that support developers. And that's what our plan for like the short term is, to apply for as many grants as we want. We already got a grant from Radical and are in talks with a few more other companies um, so that they can grant us and we can continue helping students. Because these companies in Web3 also want users to use their products or learn about products. So they are open to helping public goods. And that's what we're doing um, for the short term.
0: That's great. Well, fantastic. So uh, people listening, if they want to support your mission or just get involved and start learning, what's the best way to find you or the best way to help?
1: Um, We have a donate button, like donate address on our website. Uh, So if they want to donate some money, they can go about and do that. But if they can't help us out, uh, from the money side, they can definitely, if they have experience with a um, little bit about Web three, they can answer questions that students might have on Discord, and that's very helpful too, for sure. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, I'll put a link to the the website down in the description uh, for anybody listening who hasn't gone to check out Learn Web three now yet. Uh, but yeah, very exciting stuff. Really appreciate you coming on today, Snake. Um, really great discussion. I'm excited to see where where the, the DAO goes from here. So.
1: For sure, yeah, we, we're really excited and happy that uh, students are loving it. Um, especially like, you know, when I started, I didn't have such a resource. Right. So extremely happy that I could help the community in this way. And yeah, um, I hope like we can help more people.
0: Fantastic. All right, well, that's all the time we have. So thank you so much today. This was great, Snack.
1: Thanks for having me. You were an amazing host too. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, join me next week for the CoinPress podcast, where I'll be talking to Agro, CEO of Splinterlands. Bye for now.